Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. SIDS is a leading cause of death among infants one month to one year and claims the lives of about 2,500 each year in the United States. It's a parent's worst nightmare. What is SIDS? What are ways to reduce the risk? I'm Jerry Wilson, SIDS educator, and this is Parent Savers, episode 36. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Casey Wilt. Parent Savers is all about helping new parents from the baby years to the toddler years. We are so lucky to have amazing experts on our show. So shoot us an email or call our hotline and we'll get your questions answered. We also have a free app, a free newsletter. You can like us on Facebook, send us an email, or call our hotline. There's so many ways to be a part of our show. Also, did you miss an episode that's been archived? Or you want to keep talking to the expert once the show stops? We have a Parent Savers Club where you can download the archived episodes and get exclusive Exclusive content and so much more. So I am a new parent myself. My son Carson just turned two on Sunday, and I'm joined by one new parent and one soon-to-be new parent. So why don't you introduce yourselves? Um, hi, I'm Stephanie Saufeld. I'm 29. I'm a gemologist, and I am currently pregnant with my first child, a baby girl. How far along are you? Um, eight and a half months. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> so, so you're Well, yeah, coming well, you, up soon. You look great for being that far along. <laughs> And uh, I'm Sunny Galt. I have um, two little boys at home. One is about two and a half, and the other one just turned seven months. Oh, gosh, it goes by so fast. It does. I still can't believe my son turned two. I'm like, we're, that was just yesterday that I gave birth to him. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us on the phone, we have Bill Schmidt here, and he's the founder of Halo Innovations, who makes the Halo sleep sacks. And Bill has a special um, relationship to SIDS. Explain that to us, Bill. Oh, sure, Casey. Uh, uh, thanks for having me on. Unfortunately, my relationship is, is uh, one that uh, nobody really wants to have. My wife, Kathy, and I, we lost our first-born uh, child, Haley, uh, to SIDS in 1991. You know, obviously, as everyone can imagine, it, it's a, it was a horrific experience, um, life-changing event. Since then, though, I've been uh, we've been dedicating our lives and our careers to to trying to prevent this from happening to other parents. Wow, I can't even imagine. We're going to be talking about that in the show about ways to help 
parents cope with this, but it is a parent's worst nightmare. What are some ways that you turn this horrible devastation into your company? Well, around 1992, the Back to Sleep campaign first started, which was uh, the campaign through public health and the SIDS organizations to convince parents to put their babies to sleep on their backs. It's actually been one of the most successful uh, public health campaigns in history. But around that time, you know, we were still coping with our daughter's death and trying to understand it because it, it didn't make any sense. She was, by all measurements, a perfectly healthy little girl who didn't wake up. But uh, along that time with the Back to Sleep campaign, they started talking about some of the causes they felt caused SIDS, and one of them was is carbon dioxide rebreathing, and when babies get onto their stomachs, uh, getting their face down into the mattress, into the bedding, that they could rebreathe their own exhaled carbon dioxide, which in certain babies, they wouldn't respond to that normally by moving their head to get more air and essentially suffocate. I have an engineering background, was working in uh, the engineering field, and I came across a study from the Netherlands that uh, talked about the reasons why their SIDS rates were so incredibly low. And one of the reasons they believed was because of the use of a, something they called a travel sack, which was, is a sleeveless sleeping bag, a sleep sack is what we call it. And uh, we introduced that product uh, and that concept uh, to North America right around 2000, 2001. The concept is basically that replace the blankets that are, that are typically in the crib and any soft bedding, or, uh, comforters and things like that with this uh, simple wearable blanket that doesn't present any risk for entanglement or getting the blankets up over the face to cause this carbon dioxide rebreathing. I'm happy to say that 11 years later, it seems to be coming the standard of care in the United States. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't know many parents who don't have a Halo sleep sack, <laughs> right? It's it's on all of our closets, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Bill, as a parent who has um, lost a child to SIDS, what advice do you have for parents out there that might be listening to this show? And I'm um, curious about SIDS. Obviously, as parents, we all want to protect our kids as much as possible and do what we can. But what would you say to them? Well, there's a number of things that we may be talking about in terms of reducing the risk, and, and they're really simple things. And if you were to do all those things, you know, the odds of SIDS happening are very, very, very small. And I know parents can lose sleep over this, and, and no matter what you say, that they're going to lose sleep. That's just the nature of parenting. But enjoy your babies. As you know, as you were just saying, your two-year-old, it, ha- it goes by so fast. Treasure every day you have with them, and and know that if you're, you're taking these precautions, that that baby's going to be safe. Well, thank you so much, Bill Schmidt. It was great to have you here and um, talking about your story. Well, thanks so much for having me, and I appreciate you uh, having shows like this to um, educate and, and build awareness, because that's, that's the answer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
today on Parent Savers, we have Jerry Wilson, and she is a SIDS educator here with us. Um, so, Jerry, let's start off. What is SIDS? And I've heard also of SUID. Mm-hmm. Sudden Unexpected Infant Death. Okay, what, are, what is that, and what is the difference between them? SIDS is the sudden unexpected death of an otherwise healthy infant between one month and one year of age. And it's something that can't be explained after an autopsy or death scene investigation. SUID is something that has many different things under it. Um, You can have a baby pass away from accidental suffocation, infection, and also SIDS. So the difficulty in that is that since 1999, the, the rate of SIDS deaths have gone down, but the rate of SUID deaths have gone up. So we in the SIDS community are wondering... If that's what are the accurate statistics with SIDS, and and if parents are given the SUID diagnosis, how are they being supported and helped? I've heard horror stories here and there of situations that happen, and parents believe maybe this was the cause or that was the cause, mm-hmm. and then they just say it, it's just ruled off as SIDS, unexplained death. So would that be the SUID? Right. So basically, the baby dies during their sleep, and if the autopsy comes up with nothing, they rule out everything, then it's deemed a SIDS. Okay. How does SIDS occur? Well, researchers are saying now that SIDS occurs because the baby is has low oxygen levels and higher carbon dioxide levels. And for some reason, vulnerable babies, these certain SIDS babies, um, don't take that breath that we take when we're sleeping and we take the gasp, you know, to breathe in. These SIDS babies don't have that ability for some reason. And so they can't kind of wake themselves up and breathe. And so they slowly kind of just kind of turned off. And that's one of the also reasons that um, babies can't, SIDS babies can't be resuscitated. Um, I met a woman at the store um, a few months ago who said, you know, I told her I was a, a SIDS educator and she said, oh, I'm a SIDS baby. And I said, Really? <laughs> <laughs> you look pretty alive to me. <laughs> so basically, if your baby stops breathing and is able to be resuscitated, that's an apnea event. If your baby is stops breathing and is not able to be resuscitated, that's a SIDS. What age frame are we talking about with babies? The age is one month to one year. However, the highest rate of death occurs between two to four months of age. So researchers are saying that there's a triple risk model for SIDS babies. Uh, The first one is development, so two to four months of age. That's your first risk factor. The second risk factor is too much bedding, sleeping around the baby, not breastfeeding, uh, overheating the baby. And then the third risk factor is the vulnerable infant. So, And we don't know how to tell which baby is vulnerable and which baby is not. So if you have all three of those, you're likely to have a SIDS event. I've heard if your baby's going to die of SIDS, is your baby going to die of SIDS? I mean, could have you been holding him oh, yeah. and then there's, they still die? I've heard of stories, yes. I've heard of stories where a baby has died in the arms of their parents and in the arms of paramedics and people that are perfectly capable of performing perfect CPR. I know your your baby passed away mm-hmm. at a daycare. Right. And if for as a parent, I bet you went through situations like, well, what if I... W- if I was there, if I had the baby in my, his own bed, would that have changed things? Yeah, I did at first, but then I, you know, I was educated by the public health nurse and by information that, you know, with SIDS baby, there's really nothing you can do. So part of the, the conflict here is that we tell parents to safe sleep and do all these wonderful things, and your baby can still pass away from SIDS. Um, or you can do nothing like my mom 
you know, my parents, they didn't know about back to sleep, but they smoked around yeah. me. You know, I wasn't breastfed and I'm still here. So mm. it's, I think it's kind of like seat belts for babies. You know, you want to keep your kids safe in the car, you put them in seat belts. You want to keep your baby safe when they're sleeping, so you put them on their back to sleep hmm. and follow the safe sleep. Yeah, and you may never get in a car accident and they always have their right. seat belt. Exactly. That's a good that's a good analogy. So, Jerry, how is the cause of death determined as SIDS? It's after a um, thorough death scene investigation, an autopsy, and then a review of the clinical history. And when they can find no cause of death, and then it's ruled as SIDS. What can we do as parents? You know, because I'm listening to these stories, going, how do you how do you prevent this? Can yeah. you prevent this? What can parents do in order to make sure this doesn't happen? Or, yeah, reduce our risk. Right. Beautiful question. When you say prevent and SIDS in the same sentence, I know you know don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so if you hear anybody say prevention and SIDS, there's no such thing. Okay. Because no if your baby thing. has SIDS, your, your baby ba- has SIDS. Yeah. If your baby's vulnerable, your baby's vulnerable, and nobody can tell. So, you, like I said, you have to do all the right things. Um, however, you can do all the right things and the baby can still die. So I almost feel like it's hopeless. Is it hope? I, you know, as a parent, I'm listening to this going, well, if your baby's going to die, your baby's going to die. And I'm like, well, why do I bother putting them on their back? Why do I bother doing all well, this? Well, it's the same like the seatbelt, you know. We, we don't know if we're going to get in an accident that day, so we want our kids to be safe. And you want your kids to be safe. You want to do the best thing possible for them, but you don't also want to stay up all night long and not get any sleep and mm-hmm. be watching them breathe. You know, so you do all the best things that you possibly can and you keep your fingers crossed. Okay. And one in a thousand babies die. So, you know, the statistics are... are it's going to happen to some to one person. It's going to happen, yeah. But you, you don't want to make yourself crazy either. What are some ways that we can do to reduce our risk? You mentioned breastfeeding, um, sleeping on backs... Mm-hmm. Covers. The, the American Academy of Pediatrics last year came out with a safe safe sleep guidelines. And if you, you know, you can Google that or there'll be other resources you can find. Healthychildren.org has them listed. But basically breastfeed, don't smoke around the baby, have the baby sleep on their back, don't overheat the baby. You know, when I go to the mall in July and I see these little babies in their strollers with hats on and blankets, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, you're so much more aware of it than everybody else. So you see the world in a different way. Sometimes. Right, but I, I also can't go up to people and rip the blankets yeah. off of the babies in the strollers <laughs> in the yeah. mall. So you don't want to overheat your baby. And, you know, you, there's, um, you, you want to keep the crib safe and not a lot of things in the crib. So, you know, use a halo sleep sack. Yeah. Can I ask, you know, with with the extra clothes and, you know, elevating your your baby's body temperature, how does that contribute to uh, being a a factor? What is it about raising the baby's temperature that would, you know, trigger something? That's something that researchers are working on right now. Okay. Um, They're doing studies with the babies that they have been studying and that passed away with SIDS. And they're also doing studies on rats. And for some reason, these vulnerable infants, infants, when they are in a smoke environment when they're on their stomach, when they're overheated, you know, they tend to die more. Wow. Mm. So, and we we still don't know all the reasons why. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so scary is we don't know. Right, right. And a lot of SIDS parents, you know, are scared to death to have children after they've lost a SIDS baby because... You know, I always say, if, if it was the green blanket, I'll no longer use the green blanket. Yeah. Right, right, but when you don't know. But you don't know. So SIDS parents that have children afterwards are very brave. And it's not necessarily hereditary or anything. No, the statistics are still the same, wow. whether you have, you know, 10 children or twins or whatever. Wow. Well, thanks so much. When we come back, we'll talk about resources for parents who've lost a baby to SIDS and ask some more of these questions as we come back. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on Parent Savers, we have Jerry Wilson, and she's a SIDS educator, and she's helping us understand um, what SIDS is all about. So is it ever safe for your baby to sleep on their stomach? And what if they roll over? And I mean, you say from um, zero to one, well, I just think of like my baby crawling and everything else. So right. they're still strong enough to lift their head up and take a breath, roll over. Well, we want to get in the practice of putting our babies on their back to sleep, Um the rate of death, well, let's say if you put your baby on his back to sleep all the time and suddenly it goes to the daycare and it, yeah. or grandma's house and they put the baby in the stomach, mm-hmm. that risk of dying is eight times hmm. increased. Just eight times more. Eight, excuse me, 18 times more. <gasps> oh my goodness. Just that one time? Just or? that one time. So we want to make sure that grandparents are educated, babysitters, cousins, aunts, anybody taking care of the baby is educated on this. Well, what if the baby rolls over? Well... For me, the first time my subsequent daughter rolled over, my husband and I kind of freaked out, and we stood over her crib watching her thinking, what are we going to do? <laughs> like roll, rolling her over as she's sleeping. Exactly. So we flipped her over, and she got very mad at us. Uh. So we decided, and we were, you know, consulted the experts too, that once they can roll over, you let them roll over. You don't want the baby to be spending the majority of their first year being flipped over and being mad. (laughs) (laughs) That could be bad for everyone. Yes, yes. So, you know, two to four months is the increased rate. Try to put them on their back or put them on their back from two to four months. And after that, if they roll over, you let them roll over. You want you want your baby to be safe, but you want you and your baby to be sane also. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking like because both my kids seem like they love. I, I actually like to sleep on my stomach. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those weird people that you know that's just the preferred um, position for me. And so I find my boys like to automatically do this, and they'll do it right in my presence. I'll put right. them on their back, and they flip over. Right. And I'm like, am I a bad parent if I walk out of the room now? Do I need to flip them at least once and then run out of the door? I know they're going to flip over again, right? But as long as I don't see it, maybe. Right, somehow right. that is, right. is better for me. I don't know. Right. I think you just have to, like I said before, you have to do the best you can. Right. You know, if if it makes you feel better to flip the baby over after four months, then I think that's okay. Or do you prop up like little positioning so they can't no, roll that, over? No, no. You don't recommend re- anything else. Nobody in the crib. recommends anything else. And then there's else something else in the crib. Right. Right. And there's a possibility they could roll over and get stuck and get suffocate. You right. know, you don't want that either. So you don't want them on their side ever, and you don't want to prop them up with the positioners that you know. If you go to the stores, they will say that this prevents SIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to teach them to sleep on their back and let them fl- flip over after they get older so then as my question earlier is as they start to get older up to one year are those deemed maybe more suid rather than a sids yeah they just i don't know we wonder that too because i actually have a friend in san diego who lost their baby at 10 months 10 months 10 months and it was a classic sids case so you know 
You don't know. And it's one of those one of those crazy, insane things that we have no idea. Oh my goodness. I've had a morning, so maybe my waterworks are going because <laughs> of that. But I No, I think it's scary. It's That's why so I brought it up. It's it, it almost like I said, it, it you feel helpless as a parent. Right. You mm-hmm. want to do whatever you can and like you said, if it was a green blanket, you get rid of the green blanket. Right. Yeah. When you don't know what the green blanket is, you know. And, and right. all, all like, I'm thinking is I'm so glad my child's too he's not right. one anymore. And, exactly. I don't and I'm thinking <laughs> and I'm thinking I've got a seven month old oh crap, I thought I was in the clear and now I know I know. Right. <laughs> right, but but you also don't want to, you know, make yourself crazy about it. Either. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right because there are many more babies who don't die of SIDS. Right. So, is there any correlation to to other things like shots or choking or smoking in the house? I mean, you already mentioned smoking. Right. There is, you know, parents are not to blame, and that's the most important thing that we can learn. Um, and talk to new parents about is not their fault. You know, it's a random thing. The baby is vulnerable for some reason. Hmm. And so it, the parents, you know, should be released of their guilt as soon as possible. There is no correlation between shots. It, but if you think about it, the baby gets the most shots between two to four months of age, mm-hmm. which is the highest risk. So there have been a lot of studies that have tried to point those, connect those two, and, and there's no correlation. Well, because I, I've, um, when I was reading all my vaccine books, you know, the extreme anti-vaccine right. books are all, they can claim story after story about a child who right. got a shot, and then that next night or the next day, they died of SIDS. What made me freak out of getting any shots whatsoever. Right, right. So, and, and, you know, and if that worries you, I, you know, maybe you can delay the shots a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? But then also the thought of pertussis, you know, which is so susceptible right. at two months old. You know, <laughs> right. they could die right. of whooping cough, you know. Right. It'd you be something I... you'd want to talk to your doctor about. But um, a lot of the, it really cracks me up when people talk about, you know, shots and related to SIDS because I'm really active in the SIDS community and I have been for 20 years and we think that's just a joke. Okay. So if anybody brings that up. You don't see, you don't see much correlation between the none. two. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. And then what about choking or anything on their own saliva or. Well, that's the thing. A lot of parents and grandparents put, won't put their babies on their back because they think they're going to choke and spit up and die. Oh yeah. And they've done a lot of studies the last few years and there's been, again, no correlation. Um, in fact, you know. There's a public health nurse that I know who has wonderful slides that show the anatomy of the baby. And actually, if the baby is better off spitting up if they're on their back, just the way the anatomy of the baby is. Hmm. Um, The problem is that grandma still thinks this, Mm -hmm. you know, and great grandma. So you kind of have to educate them so that they don't put the baby on their stomach to sleep. And I have another question. Um, Is there any correlation to... Uh, specific ethnicities or male, female babies? Oh, or yeah. is there question. any? Wow, do I really want to freak everybody out? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're already freaked oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, babies die more than, fe- baby boys die more than females. Hmm. Uh, For some reason, although in the past it's been more in winter. But How much more? Are we talking about, you know, like it's, almost 50, 50, or, yeah. but it's almost 50-50? It's almost 50-50, yeah. Native American and African American babies, for some reason, die more often hmm. from SIDS. And we, again, don't know why. We're researching. Does baby weight have anything to do with it? Like baby, you yes, know, I had a, my, my firstborn was 9-2 when he came out. Okay, so I had a pretty big wow. baby. And I found, in general, he couldn't move as fast right. and do that kind of... So I'm thinking, you know, if he felt like he was suffocating or something, he might not be able to move as fast as a smaller child. You know, my daughter that passed away was 16 pounds at three months. So she was a chunk. Yeah. Okay. A, a really, you know, so I would wonder that too. However, I remember going in, checking on her at night, 
um, when she was crying and mad, and she was lifting her head up. You know, she was a strong baby. So there haven't been any specific studies on weight. So I'd be interested in that, especially since mine was a, a big girl. Sure. You can beat yourself up over it. I'm sure you did and build it. And anybody who suffers from having lost a baby with SIDS, how does a parent recover from a nightmare like this? Oh, gosh. How do they, ha- how do they continue and have a second child again without right. freaking out that they're right. going to have SIDS again? Is that, is, and also, is that a correlation? If you have one child die of SIDS, do you have chances of having a second child no, die of SIDS? No, the rates are still the same. Um, and that's what my husband told me with our subsequent baby because I was worried. And he, he said, you know, I've done research and the rates are still the same, so you don't have to worry. So I held that in my head hmm. for yeah. the first six months. For me and for parents that I have worked with, the most important thing is to get educated right away and to find out that there's nothing that you did or did not do that caused the baby to die. So we want to relieve the parents of that guilt that they're going to be carrying around or you don't want them to carry around. Um, I would just find other SIDS parents anywhere that you can online, you know, on Facebook, in your community. There's lots of resources in the U.S. that will connect you with other SIDS parents. Because if you're sitting in a room and um, somebody next to you says that they're uh, grieving uh, by screaming in the shower in the morning and you go, huh, I'm okay then. You know, hearing somebody else's story really normalizes it for you and helps you Mm. go on. Because SIDS is a really scary thing, and you find that a lot of people at your work, your neighbors, your kids' friends don't want to talk to you. They don't know what to say. And so you're very isolated after your loss. Mm -hmm. Well, and that kind of leads into another interesting question is, if you know someone who has had gone through SIDS, a family's gone through SIDS, how do you talk to that family? Like, how, How would you have wanted people to talk to you and your husband shortly after? Right. I had an amazing girlfriend who was very blunt and open with me and would ask me questions. Wow, you know, how do you feel about going to the store and seeing baby stuff? You know, how are you going to deal with being invited to that baby shower? Um, So just keep the conversation open. Um, If you are worried about asking somebody how they're doing and you don't want to upset them so you avoid the question, just know that they're already upset. Mm -hmm. And anything you say cannot upset them anymore. So you just want to keep talking and keep the conversation. How are you doing today? How you, you know, offer to, I mean, don't offer and say, um, just let me know when you want me to come over and help you. Yeah, that's too vague. (laughs) Yeah. You want to say, I'm going to come over Tuesday and cook you dinner. Right. Okay. Um, Wednesday, we're going to go out shopping. Um, So be supportive and offer and keep the conversation open. Hmm. And I've had a lot of people email or call me saying, you know, my friend lost their baby and they need support. And so... I think those are the precious, precious people in their lives that reach out for them. What I've learned is that our society is very grief stupid. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we, we freeze. We don't know right. what to do. Don't know what to or say. Or we say, I understand. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <And you> don't. <laughs> right, right. You don't understand. So that's why, for me, it was, I, see, I sought out anybody who had lost a baby because mm-hmm. I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to be comfortable talking to them. I wanted to talk about my daughter's life. If you if you lose a child that's 23, you have all those memories. Mm-hmm. If you lose a three-month-old, you don't have the memories, and suddenly nobody wants to talk about her anymore. And I needed somebody to talk mm. with about that's, her. Yeah, that's a really good point. And mm-hmm. I loved how you and Bill have mentioned their names. You know, mm-hmm. like, they, yeah. they have a name, they have a face. Oh, sorry, Janelle. Jan- <laughs> 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 in, in my story, I've read about your past. I know more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, but I love that the names were mentioned, that it was... Um, yeah, it's very important um it's also very interesting that you know nobody really mentions her name anymore but when i'm in 
you know, Target and they page Janelle over the overhead, I'm like, oh. Oh. And I know another mom who will order her coffee in her baby's name. You know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just got the chill. I know. Yeah. Isn't it sweet? <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to well, hear. And it is because it, it was a person. And you right. carry them. I mean, whether they lived for th- only three months on the earth, they were still in you for 40 right. weeks and right. a part of you. So mm-hmm. thank you so much to Jerry Wilson for helping us learn about sudden infant death. If you want more information, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website. Our conversation will continue with Jerry after the show for our Parent Saver Club members. We'll be talking about safely co-sleeping. See our website to sign up. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we wrap up today's show, here's psychologist Jennifer Shear with tips on understanding the emotional side of parenting. Hi, Parent Savers. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shear, a clinical psychologist with a practice in San Diego. A large focus of my work is on helping women during pregnancy and throughout the transition to motherhood. Today's topic is strategies for redefining boundaries with your own mom and other family members once you have a baby. An important thing to consider when becoming a new mother is what you want from your own mom and then doing the big girl job of communicating that. Some women want their mother's support during delivery or right after bringing baby home. Other women want the birth experience to be shared with spouses only and feel strongly about having private bonding time. It is helpful to think through your needs and to communicate this ahead of time to family members. This allows time for feelings to get sorted out and expectations to become clear to everyone. Many of us have mothers and relatives that are all too eager to jump in and voice their opinions. However, when we are vulnerable and unsure of ourselves, we often want reassurance and validation. It is normal to feel sensitive or criticized by others' instructions on how something should be done. New grandmas are adjusting too. They may become over-involved through a desire to feel close and maintain purpose in the new family constellation. Everyone is going through loss at the very time that everyone is gaining. As a new mom, it can be helpful to think of yourself as CEO of your family. Use your relational intelligence to put the right personalities in the right roles. If mom or aunt is good at doing, let her stock the fridge and manage the baby supply list. Perhaps she can do research on baby nutrition or pediatricians. Put your people to work in ways that they can feel meaningful too. But know that you make the final decisions and allow your intuition to guide you. It is part of forging your own path and defining your maternal authority. Thanks for listening to today's segment, and keep listening for more episodes on how to thrive as a new parent. That wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions for our expert about today's show or the topics we discuss, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com or Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Don't forget to tune in to Behind the Scenes Parent Savers Club to keep listening. Next week, we're talking about ways to get the most out of your work benefits to help you and your baby. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode 
are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.